Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Uh, the great Jim Hester, my dad's pastor for many years, who traveled all over the world supporting missionaries, said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. But if you can't go, send someone. So there are goers and there are senders. And um, I want to encourage, I think every believer, I believe this with my whole heart, should go to the foreign mission field one time in their life, at least one time, and see our connection in the gospel that is global. And this message is for all nations. There aren't... There aren't um, uh, religions all designed by God to reach different people groups. No, there's only one that he designed for the world. God so loved the world that he gave the world his son. All right? He is the answer. And, and he's better than religion. He, praise God. He's alive. And, and, and he brings us not into a religion. He brings us into a relationship with Almighty God. That's what Jesus, that's what separates Jesus from everybody else. That's, that's what separates Christianity from all other religions of the world. All of them are men trying, trying, trying. But Christianity says you can't try. You can try hard, but it still ain't good enough. Jesus did all the work for you. Jesus is the one who reconciled us to the Father and brought us right into the reality of a family. Amen. But I want to just take a couple of minutes and just talk about... Um, Missions And the first missionary mentioned in the scripture is a man by the name of Jonah. Jonah was called by God to go to a city called Nineveh. It was strange because, I mean, this is the first foreign missionary. He has to go to a people that are not related to him. These are not people that are even in covenant with God. They're not even Jewish people. They're people like us, Gentiles, in a city called Nineveh. And God told him to go and take a message with him. And Jonah did not want to do that. Now, it's not because he was afraid to give a message. It was because he knew something about God. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But when God told him to go to Nineveh, Nona goes to, Nona, Jonah goes to a city called Joppa instead. Because Joppa is a seaport city. And there he jumped on a ship, the scripture says, to flee from the presence of the Lord. To try to get as far away from that calling as he could. So he jumps on that ship. They didn't get very far. And before that, the storm rose and the winds. And the sailors said, something's wrong. Who brought this on us? Something wrong. Uh, uh, um, the, the, the sea doesn't act like this. And so then they cast lots or they rolled dice or whatever. They spun the bottle. And whoever it landed on was the guilty party. Well, it landed on Jonah. And they said, what have you done? Then he told them, well, I just happened to serve the God who created heaven. Oh, great. What'd you do to make him mad? Well, I'm running from him. And he said, the only way that you're going to bring peace here and get, us out, get you out of the storm is to throw me into the sea. And so they uh, were reluctant to do it. And they prayed that they, you know, all of a sudden they started talking to God and said, Lord, we didn't know that this man did what he did. And, and, and now we're paying for it. And we're also, he said, we got to throw him into the sea. So we're asking you, please don't hold that against us. And so they threw him overboard, and the sea immediately went calm. And God prepared what the Scripture says, a great fish who swallowed Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days. Can you imagine that? But, you know, it worked. It changed his mind. I think I'd change my mind, too. And he ended up going to Nineveh. And here's the message that God told him to preach. This is it. This is the entire message. 
Yet 40 days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. Well, that's not very good news. There's no hope. He didn't tell them, you need to repent. He didn't tell them, God uh, uh, is, is telling you, if you'll turn back to him, then he'll change his mind. That wasn't even in the message. It was, yet 40 days, and Nineveh is going to be overthrown. And so Jonah did this. He walked through Nineveh. It took him three days to walk through the entirety of the city, announcing this. And when the people heard him say this, it says that they believed that word. And they started changing their behavior. They started repenting and crying out to God. It got all the way the news came all the way to the king of Nineveh. He said, listen, we got to take this serious. And, and he said, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to eat. We're not even going to drink any water. And not even our animals are going to. We need to show God that we're serious. And even this heathen king who had no covenant with God said, maybe there's a chance that God would change his mind. And you know what happened? Scripture says that God saw their works and he changed his mind. That's why Jonah didn't want to do this. It wasn't that he was afraid to take a message. He was afraid that God would change his mind and then he would look like the false prophet. Well, you go forward several, several generations ahead and there's a man by the name of Simon Peter who's in a city called Joppa. And as he's there, a vision comes to him from God. The scripture says he goes into a trance. He's sitting on the roof of this house and, the, and, a, and a great sheet is let down from heaven. It's got all these various creatures on it, very non-kosher creatures for a Jewish man to behold. And he heard God say, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, not so, Lord. Here it is, another reluctant missionary. Not so, Lord. I don't do that. I'm a Jew. You know, I, I can't eat that kind of stuff. And God said, don't call common what I've cleansed. So now this revelation, Peter later on understood after God showed him the vision three times, that this was symbolic of what God's heart for man was. That no longer was God just favoring one people group. Now his arms are open to the entire world. And that vision came because an angel visited a Gentile centurion Italian centurion by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius had been trying to reach God. And then an angel came to him and said, go send men to Joppa, and that guy will tell you. And he's going to bring a message to you. And it happens. His name is Simon. But you know what Peter's dad's name was? Jonah. Simon bar Jonah. Simon, son of Jonah. And now Jonah makes his way or Simon, son of Jonah, makes his way out of Joppa again on a mission trip to a foreign people. And he ends up Cornelius' house, but he doesn't say, yet 40 days and this house will be overthrown. No, he brings a different message because this is the difference that Jesus Christ made for all mankind. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, he stood up there and preached to this family and, and he's, and he's kind of giving them a little history lesson, and then he ends up in this, this culmination part of the message where he says, to him, talking about Jesus, all the prophets witness that whoever believes on him will receive remission of sins. And the scripture says that while Peter was still speaking those words, talking about Jesus and, and remission of sins to those who believe on him, all of a sudden the scripture says that the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And Peter and them were amazed that, Wait a second, what just happened? These guys, all of a sudden, that God gave them the gift of the Spirit and they started speaking in tongues. They didn't pray a prayer. They didn't do a work. All they did was hear a message. 
And see, God wanted it to be very clear about just what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us. And though at Nineveh, he saw their works, but at the cross, he saw his son's work so that you now can just believe on Jesus today. And this is what takes us to the world. This is what compels us to go to all the world and preach the good news of Christ. We're not here to preach doom and gloom. No, those days are over. Praise God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, and he got over his wrath. Hallelujah. He poured out all of his wrath on his son, fully satisfied in the broken body and the blood of his son, Jesus, so that now he has opened his arms to all of us, and that's why all of us need to hear the message. Aren't you grateful that you heard that good news? Aren't you grateful that good news came to your ears and gave you the opportunity to believe? Because Paul says it like this in Romans chapter 10. He says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now I want to ask, how many whoever's do we have here in the room today? Just by a show of hands. Do you qualify as a whoever? I hope you do. You do. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he shows us how that happens. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? And then it says, as it is written, how beautiful. Everybody say beautiful. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring good tidings, glad tidings of good things. Amazingly enough, that both of these men, these foreign missionaries, launching out from Joppa, Jonah and son of, Simon the son of Jonah, all went out of Joppa, which literally means beautiful. And it's still a beautiful thing. When men and women take up the cause of Christ and take this message to the world. But how are they going to hear it if we don't go to them? How are they going to go if we don't send them? And this is why we're here. We're goers and we're senders. All right? You are in one of those categories from which you cannot escape. You are either a goer or a sender, or maybe even both. But you are one of them at least. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.